Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. Today we are going to be focusing on entrepreneurship and speaking to the CEO of P3 USA Incorporated, which is based in Greenville, South Carolina. The CEO is Walter Kaufman. P3 USA was formed in 2019 and is part of a larger organization that was started in Germany in 1996. This is an international operations consulting company with a footprint in manufacturing industry and extensive experience along the automotive supply chain. To see a video version of this interview, please go to the Upstate Biz SC website. The Who's on the Move SC podcast highlighting entrepreneurs making an impact in our communities is made possible with the support of First Community Bank. First Community Bank serves customers in the Midlands, Upstate and Aiken regions of South Carolina as well as in Augusta, Georgia, First Community Bank, member FDIC, and Endeavor, offering workspaces, day passes, meeting rooms, and business team memberships for growth-minded professionals in the heart of downtown Greenville. This series is also made possible with the support of NP Strategy, a strategic communications firm comprised of former journalists, political insiders, and public relations executives. Learn more at npstrategy.com. And Nephron Pharmaceuticals, a South Carolina-based company, Nephron delivers and produces safe, affordable, generic inhalation solutions and suspension products. And finally, the Riley Institute at Furman University, advancing social and economic progress in South Carolina and beyond by building leadership for a diverse society. Learn more at furman.edu forward slash Riley. Walter, what is your role at P3 USA Incorporated? I am uh, my current position CEO of P3 USA, which is a technology consulting company in uh, focused on business activities in the US. Tell us about your education and background. I am initially from South Africa, so born and raised in South Africa, but have passed through many countries in Africa and Europe. Um, so South African uh, national, born in Johannesburg, and uh, but very early in my life, uh, with my parents moved on to uh, and through Switzerland, and then back into Africa to Zaire, uh, sometime in Kenya, and then back to South Africa where I uh, restarted my schooling and uh, went all the way through to standard six, which is just about two or three years before you know, finishing schooling. At that time, I took the decision after uh, several months of thought, I did not really want to leave South Africa, but I decided to move to Europe just because of better opportunity in terms of schooling and better quality in terms of schooling. So I moved to Germany. Uh, where I finished my schooling and uh, started my university as a um, business engineer in the town of uh, Karlsruhe in southwestern Germany. Um, but very, realized very early in my, uh, in my time in Germany that I had a passion for France, everything around the French culture. So while I was at university in Karlsruhe, which is on the border to, uh, to France, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, participate in an initial international course in, in France, 
in a town called Besançon. And upon return and finishing that degree, uh, once returning to Karlsruhe, my mentor at the time said, hey, Walter, uh, we've, we've just entered into another uh, partnership with a, a Grand École, a specialized uh, school in Paris, and it'll be perfect fit for you. So I, you know, I did all my uh, mandatory uh, classes in Karlsruhe and then went off to Paris and actually finalized and finished my degree in, in Paris. And it was like a dual degree and with a corporate finance focus. Talk to us about the early part of your career. Early stages, I was very unsure. That's why I chose business engineering because I was, I remember sitting with some of my buddies in Germany saying, you know, what am I going to do after school? You know, do I go into engineering or do I go into business? And uh, one of my buddies said, well, hey, Walter, I'm, I'm studying business engineering. It's, it's the best of both worlds. You know, you do two years, two to three years of um, uh, silver engineering, mechanical engineering, electro engineering. And then you can swivel into you know, more of a business side of the biz, of, of, of the coursework. Uh, so that's why I chose that because I was at that time, you know, and I think for a lot of people, a lot of folks that they're not 100% sure what they really want to do uh, at that early stage in life. So I thought it was a great opportunity to start that. Uh, following that, uh, going into France, it was more of the same, more into technical sales. And uh, then I had the idea when I moved to Paris to specialize in corporate finance. My idea was to become an, invest an investment banker. Uh, but at that time, uh, when I graduated in, in France, we had uh, the banking crash, early 2000. So not too much opportunity for investment banking with all of the uh, investment bankers on the streets. So I uh, took an opportunity to go into, uh, into the business or into the manufacturing world. Um, started off in, at a company called uh, Deutz in Germany that makes diesel engines. I ran through a trainee program there, but in early stages, I think about seven to eight months into the program, a school friend of mine uh, called me up and asked me if I would like his job. It was like, pretty intriguing why does he want to give me his job but he came from an entrepreneurial family and his parents were calling him back to their company so he was looking for a replacement and so that's how I got into uh, uh, a company it's a it's a how to say a hidden uh, champion in Germany a smaller sized uh, family-owned company I went up for the interviews, they offered me several positions and I did land a financial position. So I became a financial controller for this company and started getting into the actual business world. You know, one thing, the financials, but then I was also responsible for project controlling. So I started seeing new program launches and seeing how all the, the business, the manufacturing, the design also flew in through the financials, launching sites, launching programs, saw the best of program launches, but also managed some of the worst of program launches, some project disasters. That's how I uh, started off in my, my career. And um, going a couple of steps back, when I first went to France, um, to the town of Besançon, that's where I met my, met my, my wife, and she's an American. So that was the underlining force tugging me to the US. And so with this uh, German company, they offered me an opportunity in Greenville, South Carolina back in 2005. 
And uh, that's, that's how I made it across the Atlantic and uh, came over and moved out of the appliance business. So washing machine dryers and stoves into the automotive industry. And uh, when I came to this site over here, I very quickly got into a lot of project work, um, crisis projects, production relocation, new program launch, and really started understanding that that is an area of the business world that I enjoy. So it is initiating, building, uh, or fixing topics, and then moving on. I'm not necessarily the uh, the site location lead to maintain a steady business. I enjoy building. And so in the early stages with this company here in, in, in Greenville, I had tremendous amount of opportunity to hone these skills and to get insight into how this works. Uh, typical um, function of a program manager at this company was that you are, you take ownership from the cradle and you manage it all the way through to program launch plus three, six, nine months. And if you've been in the program for such a long time, even after two, three, four years, if something pops up with a customer or in the production, you typically get the first call. So you're, you're in it basically for your life and you are an, an entrepreneur within, within the organization. Why did the P3 group choose Greenville, South Carolina as its headquarters in the US? First and foremost, Greenville is, uh, you know, where I live, where my uh, where we're comfortable. But we've uh, over the years been able to establish a a network into the industry in in the uh, in the southeast here, and specifically here in Greenville. One of our global customers is is a German OEM, which is headquartered or has the largest manufacturing facility uh, here in Greenville. So uh, that is also one of the, the reasons why we are in Greenville. But if you, if you think you know, a little bit of a larger, if you take a step back and look at the, the Southeast, um, it's the proximity to you know, cities like uh, you know, Atlanta or to Chattanooga, or to, you know, if you go up to Tennessee, to down to the coast, to Charleston. So Greenville is, is I think, a, a good spot to be in. I mean, you can pick any city in, in the Southeast and you'd have the same amount of distance. You always have to drive. Uh, so the, the one point that I would obviously love would be that Greenville has a more of an international airport, but that's just uh, a side effect. Other than that, the, the business opportunities in the area are fantastic. And that has been driving uh, a good amount of our growth and the environment and just the mindset, you know, the, the, of the people that we found here in manufacturing, which is the key business focus of the activities here in the Southeast is, you know, we have a, a good talent pool in, in Greenville and the surrounding area. What is the core business of P3? So uh, as, as mentioned, P3 is a technology consulting company. So in all sense, we are a services uh, company. We solve some of our uh, customers' problems. They come to us with a specific task. It could be an acute situation, a crisis, and we uh, parachute in or we uh, uh, bring in resources with the right capabilities, or it could be more of a long-term question that they have in terms of strategy. 
So um, that's at the end of the day, what we do. We help our customers answer their questions and solve their problems. Uh, what P3 does in specific is that we have three core areas of business. Uh, the first leg that we stand on is the traditional classical manufacturing operations consulting. So if you visualize uh, a factory, all processes and activities that happen within a factory or its supply chain, that is, those are the topics that P3 can support. So it could be quality, logistics, maintenance, it could be optimizing a production line, it could be optimizing the supply chain where you have a problem supplier, you jump in and you, so you go in and fix it. Can be from preventative topics all the way through to incident management or crisis. And we provide these services along the, the value chain of the product. So from early stages in the development, all the way through to launch series production and uh, service or ramp down and phase out of production. So that's the one leg that we stand on. A, a second leg and core part of our business is what we call technology consulting. And that is an, our topics surrounding electric battery charging, if it's onboard charging of vehicles, grid charging, as well as autonomous vehicle technology. So everything around this, the new mobility. And here we help, and we've been active uh, in, in, in projects from defining standards, industry standards, all the way through to topics such as launching production, industrializing, laying out factories, helping certain financial institutions identify targets, do technical due diligence of the product, looking at the cost, um, but always from a technology perspective. The financial side of the business, if you're looking at, if we think of an M&A, the banks or these venture capital companies do it themselves, but they do not necessarily have the deep understanding of the technology of a battery, of the charging, of the autonomous vehicle technology. That's where we come in and we're brought in to support uh, support them so that they get a holistic result uh, in their due diligence process. The third leg that we stand on is the, uh, the area of digital solutions, in a sense that is software consulting. And that's a huge and wide space in the market, but we have uh, focused on certain, let's say services uh, which you can call, you know, like robotic process automation or developing apps for various, uh, you know, companies that can be, you know, for multimedia, it can be for uh, sports, but it can also be for, for companies uh, needing an app within their operations or their production. But we also provide actual solutions in the space, one key area that we're focusing on, and we started and initiated work was about three, four years ago in Europe, is the space of Android Automotive, which is a new platform that is going, is rolling out and is expanding and gaining speed uh, in the development of infotainment systems in vehicles, and um, as well as cybersecurity. So everything. It doesn't matter where you look in industry today, everything is going digital, everything is software. So we've seen the need that uh, we need to provide services you know, in cybersecurity. 
So we have done several investments in this area as a group uh, of companies that are specialized in this, in this space. So those are the three legs that we stand on from a, from a group or a global perspective. How does P3 foster innovation and entrepreneurship within the organization? Well, in a sense, P th- the DNA at P3 is entrepreneurial. That's the expectation set forth for every employee that coming into the, into the company. Uh, we're not a, let's say, a huge organizational. We don't have an org chart. We are a network organization. We're all employees, but from the, the beginnings of, of P3, the mindset was that every speak, everybody can speak to anybody anytime. There's no barriers because the, the name of the game is speed. Be agile, be fast, be quick. And since, the, since 1996, this has been the DNA of P3. My role in specific is uh, within the company is uh, I have an active role within the P3 USA entity. So that is the entity that focuses on, on the activities in the US and my title is CEO. Uh, but that's just, I guess, a title. At the end of the day, you wear many hats. And um, when I came back into the business in, in 2000, at the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019, uh, we started from zero. There was a split in the company and the US uh, entity that was owned previously by P3 split off, rebranded, and today they're part of a larger uh, organization. So in 2019, I was employee number one and I was tasked to rebuilding the business. So growing the team, growing the business, building structure, so you name it. Uh, yes, we had the backing of the larger group in terms of, yeah, we got some seed money, but then the, every day waking up, what business am I gonna go after? Who am I gonna hire? How are we gonna manage it? What are the processes? What, what structure do I put in place? Uh, all of these questions that you know a typical entrepreneur is faced with, uh, I was faced and tasked with in, in 2019. Obviously in the comfort of the larger group, and that's what I tell everybody that I, I speak to when in a discussion of bringing them on board or hiring them is P3, with P3, you'll, it is the closest you'll get to entrepreneurship without having the risk. You get a salary, but you, you can follow your passion. And if you have that passion, you can ignite that, you can become an entrepreneur within P3. Nobody will tell you no. If you put a, a proposal on the table and it sounds reasonable and you have a good business plan, you say, go for it. Why not? Walter, in your opinion, what is the key to success for an entrepreneur in general? For me, and I think it it's becomes more and more evident, is authenticity. Um, yes, you can hear about, you know, follow your passion, have a vision, uh, put in your time and don't underestimate the effort and all those things. That That is absolutely clear and that's they understanding entrepreneurship it's a it's a 24 7 job it never ends so that's certainly something that you do need to think about going into this venture but at the end of the day is being authentic being yourself do not try to force it i always say you know if it if it doesn't feel right if it doesn't seem the right time don't force it i don't like people coming to my door forcing a service on me I don't like, you know, the, I say, don't be a typical vacuum cleaner salesman or 
you know, be authentic and if you have to have the, the feeling for when it's right. Build your network, you know, reach out. It's more important about who knows you than who you actually know. Be, be available, but in an all sense, you know, be yourself, be authentic and, and live up to that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a question, you know, you can go into, yes, you know, you're starting your business, entrepreneurship, cash is king, you know, you can start your business, have a, a fantastic idea, you run down one path, you forget about the internal processes, and all of a sudden you run out of cash, you know, liquidity, crunch, and then you have no cash. So you have to think about it holistically when you pull your plan together and say, how am I going to go about it? And that's why I think the going through industry first and understanding the mechanics and how you know, cash is absolutely vital for survival. And if you have cash, you can decide and have the freedom to decide. Nobody will tell you what to do. And uh, so understanding all of the different components of being an entrepreneur and launching a business is extremely important. Talk about some of the keys to success to building P3 USA Incorporated. I'd like to make a short comparison. You know, if you if you think about a component manufacturer, you would have your five to eight year business contracts, you know, your volumes approximately, you can plan and staff accordingly, you can build your cost structure on how to deliver these uh, the components. In services, you don't know that. Services, you typically sit down at the end of the year or early in the, in the planning phases and you say, okay, what do we envision? What do we want to uh, uh, sell in the market? And what are topics that our customers are interested in? What topics are to fit the time? Now, is it cost? Is it efficiency? Is it growth? Is it strategy? So you, you build this consensus around ideas within the team. And it's really a more of a collaborative. You sit around and talk about these ideas. And then you identify people within the team who have a passion for certain ideas. And then you promote, you support each other in, 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 let's say, pushing these ideas into the market, talking to your customers, being very close to your customers. Um, every year that we've gone into the planning cycle, we've laid out what we think the following year is going to be. And I'd say about 10 to 15% actually materializes. We still grow. Other topics come to fruition, other customers, other business uh, methods and approaches. Somehow we grow, but our plan was never the plan that we, or what materialized was never the plan that we had in, in place for ourselves. So it's, a, it's an extremely dynamic uh, process and you have to be very quick and fast and have the right, let's say mindset and team uh, who, who enjoy this challenge because it's, it's, a, it's an environment of uncertainty. You're, you're a hunter, you never know what's going to happen in three to four months. You book a business today, but you already have to think, okay, in eight to 12 weeks from now, what am I gonna do? So that's the, the constant challenge. Over the years, we've, we've had a tremendous amount of, of luck. We've been in the right time, we've had the right people. I've been very uh, fortunate to find the right talent and uh, talent where I'm blind, that I've blind trust and have the right mindset and 
the capabilities and the competencies you can build around that. But if you have that, let's say, team with a winning mindset and this entrepreneurial approach, I think you can, there's, there's no limit to what you can achieve. That was our conversation with Walter Kaufman, the CEO of P3 USA Incorporated. This series on entrepreneurs making an impact in our communities is sponsored by First Community Bank, Nephron Pharmaceuticals, the Riley Institute at Furman University, NP Strategy, and Endeavor, which offers workspaces, day passes, meeting rooms, and business team memberships for professionals in the heart of downtown Greenville. To see a video version of this interview, please go to upstatebizsc.com.